book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 to 27. And if, uh, if you need a copy of the Bible, please raise your hands. Copies are being handed out by our wonderful um, friends. Okay. Um, so it's in the Church Bible uh, book, uh, page 977. 977. The book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 which is at the bottom of page 977. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the law has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when, he's, when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from the above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly humbly accepts the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says It's like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceives themselves, and their religions is worthless. Religions that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, James, for reading. Tom, for praying. Hope you can all hear me. Yeah, great. All right, let's move this. And let's pray together. Uh, Father, thank you for your word. 
Thank you. It can save our souls. It's given us new birth. Uh, pray that uh, as we come to your word, we would listen uh, and we would do. Father, please uh, help me speak. Give me strength. Uh, yeah, work in all our hearts uh, to yeah, make us follow Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Wow. Yeah, we're back in James after our last week, following on from what we did two weeks ago. Now, I don't know, someone asked me this morning, aren't you cold? <laughs> I see a lot of people with coats on. Um, no, I don't. I, I come from the UK, and uh, actually it was a lot colder there. And I, I actually enjoy being here in some ways. So, especially our last city in the UK was a very old house where we lived. And especially my wife, EJ, she would often uh, get a cold and she would be very sick. <laughs> she would kind of stay in bed for nearly two weeks. And she, she couldn't help, it's just kind of flu and cold. But you can imagine that it kind of messes up your family life, right? So I have my job, but I need to take care of her, I need to take care of the kids. And then you just go into a kind of survival mode. Eh? So uh, what do we eat? Well, McDonald's, pizza, KFC. That's about the extent of my cooking skills, right? <laughs> It's not great, but, you know, we just need to manage it, right? Um, yeah, I need have work to do. I need to entertain the kids. Well, good, just watch TV, okay? I need to do stuff. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you're a parent, you know, maybe your helpers just had to go sometime. And, yeah, I don't know. You know what it's like. Eh? So it's not the best way to live. You know that. But, hey, it's, it's just a special time, right? It's just it's unusual. It's exceptional. I know it's not great, but uh, that's what we just do. Maybe uh, when schools were shut here for a week, you were kind of, okay, what do I do now? Uh, there's a typhoon, and you can't go to work for three days. Well, yeah, uh, you just have to manage, right? And we do things that are not, uh, not necessarily great. Of course, it becomes a bit more difficult when actually we... Actually, did, uh, how about some of the spiritual things? You know, I'm very busy at work, so yeah, my quiet time, praying, well... Never mind, I can't do that right now. Uh, let me just leave that aside. Or, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, that there's, there's all this situation going on in my family. Uh, I'm not really being nice to them, eh, but th that's just temporary. It, once this disagreement is over, then we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm watching pornography, but you know, it's just uh, you know, my marriage is in a bad patch, and when that's over, then we'll be fine. Right? We tend to make the same kind of excuse. Oh, th this is just, yeah, it's an unusual time. And so I just have to do these things. I don't know if you recognize that in yourself. Uh, it's not all we, we try to live the Christian life, but then it gets harder, and then, well, we just press the pause button. Uh, what should we do? think about that? That's what uh, James is writing partly about. As we saw two weeks ago, uh, his readers are going through some trials. Uh, they were scattered from Jerusalem, and now they're living all over the Middle East, and they're trying to... Well, so yeah, they're trying to make a new life, and it's kind of hard because they don't have their home and their other things, and they're finding it hard, and it's not really bringing out the best in them uh, when now life is suddenly harder. And James wants to speak to them, no, keep going. Uh, two weeks ago, we thought about trials. Actually, these are good things. God is using them for good. He is training you. He's making you the person you, uh, you need to be. He's making you perfect and complete. And today is still on those trials. Uh, let's go back to verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Uh, it's, it's still about trials. Uh, but this is much more our response. And, and what he wants, you know, I want you to respond well 
to trials. And when things get hard, no, respond well. Uh, that is the way to blessing. Now, about this passage, it's, it's, it's basically one big passage, isn't it? Look at verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres. Uh, blessed is the one who keeps going under trial. Even when it gets harder, blessed is the one who keeps going. But actually, verse 25, can you see verse 25? Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, uh, the, the one who perseveres, end of the verse, they will be blessed in what they do. So 12 to 25, it, it's, it's one section, you know, being <laughs> you're blessed when you persevere. It's about keeping going and, you know, keep going in these trials. That's what he wants. Uh, well, blessed, I don't know what you think blessed is. I guess many people think of being rich and healthy and happy. Well, verse 12 explains it more, right? Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And there's, uh, there, there's eternal life at the end. God is preparing you for, for that. He's keeping you going for that. He's making you the person you'll be there. The crown of life, kind of the, at the end of the race, the, the victory reef. That's what God's promise, and that is what he's working in, in your life. So, you know, keep going, persevere. The thing is, these people, they were, like I said, they were not persevering that well. You can see that from verse 13, when tempted. No one should say, God is tempting me. And now trial and temptation, they're, they're very related. It's the same word. Uh, so when they're, <laughs> when they're tempted, they, 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 yeah, God is tempting me. Now, that, that doesn't sound like people who are persevering, right? That's people who make an excuse. No, yeah, God is tempting me. Uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not my fault. God is, God is tempting me. God is making me sin. That's why it's like this. You know, God has given me this difficult situation. God has taken away my home. <laughs> That's why I'm struggling. Uh, God has brought this conflict in my marriage. God is doing this. And basically, it's not my fault. It's my circumstances. Goes back a long time, of course, right? Adam and Eve. Adam, why did you eat the fruit? Well, uh, the woman. <laughs> Actually, the woman you gave me. She made me eat it, right? We blame our circumstances. We blame other things, but not ourselves. Right? Life gets harder. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I can't do the Christian life now. I, that's, yeah, I, I can't help it. It's just my circumstances. James wants to say, no, <laughs> uh, that's not true. Yeah? Um, it's not your you, you need to respond well. It's, it's not that you just can blame your circumstances. It's certainly not God, right? For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Uh, God isn't making you sin. God can't sin. He's not going to make you sin. He's not out there to get you to, uh, you know, to, to, to make you trip up, to make you do wrong. No, what is the problem? It's your sinful desires. Why are you responding in such a bad way? Well, 14, each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. It's your sinful hearts, your sinful desires. That pornography is not about your marriage, it's, it's, it's your lust. That uh, disagreement and fight with your family, that's, that's not just about the politics, that's about your pride and your self-righteousness. Uh, you're acting selfishly because of selfishness, right? It's your sinful desires. 
That is, that is what he's saying. And uh, these selfish desires, they, they, they want to get you. God doesn't want to get you. They want to get you. That is why you're responding in such a bad way. Uh, I don't know if we see ourselves like that. We, we often find, think, well, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah? Um, I, I don't know. Do you recognize this kind of blaming your circumstances? And you come home and it's, you, know, you, you, you shout at your kids. And of course that's wrong, but hey, it's, I had a stressful day at work. They were being so noisy. Basically, I, I'm a good Christian. It's just my circumstances. But, but God says no. Uh, it, it's not your circumstances. It's your evil desires. Let me, uh, maybe this is a good way to explain it. Someone explained it once to me like this. So here I've got a, uh, a tube. It says Colgate. If you can't see it, maybe next time sit more in the front. But... Uh, I, I squeeze the tube, and uh, well, toothpaste comes out. Now I'm, I'm having a, I'm a very deep philosophical question: Why is there toothpaste coming out? Think about that. Why is there toothpaste coming out? Now my guess is you will say, well, because you squeeze it, right? You squeeze it. That's why toothpaste is coming out. Now on some level, that's true. The squeeze makes it come out, but it's not really about the squeeze, right? Because I've got this thing, and I squeeze it, and, well, mayonnaise comes out. So it's not really about the squeezing, right? <laughs> Why is there toothpaste coming out? It's because there's toothpaste on the inside, right? There's toothpaste on the inside, and that's why when you squeeze it, there's toothpaste coming out, i.e., why, when life is tough, do you sin? Well, it's the sin that's inside you that's coming out. It's, it's your sinful desires that, uh, <laughs> that are tempting you, that, that are dragging you away. It's not that you're, uh, you know, I, I'm this good person, it's just the squeezing. No. There's sinful desires inside us. That's the problem. Now don't blame your circumstances. No, we, we have these sinful desires inside us. And that really matters. Why? Well, because as James goes on, he's talking about two kinds of growth. Two kinds of growth. Because if you look at the bigger picture, how does James go on? Verse 15. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now you hear the words, right? Conceived, give birth, full grown. It's about reproduction. It's about sex, right? You know, you, there's conception and then a baby grows and it's born and etc. That's the language here. Especially you, you at verse 14, right? You're dragged away and enticed. Uh, uh, seduced, sleep together, conception, baby, etc. But where does this end? You know, these evil desires, what does it end with? Well, it ends with a baby, sin. And when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. The thing is, it has consequences. These days, people in the world think sex has no consequences. Right? It's no contraception. Back then, no contraception. You sleep together, you get a baby. And we think, well, yes, I'm responding badly. I know, I've had this conflict, and I argue, and there's bitterness. But hey, it's, it's okay, right? No, it has consequences. It will make you... It's, it grows sin in you, 
right? Th- this baby will grow up and lead to death. That's the thing here, right? On the other hand, there, there's the positive side. Look, what if you look to God? Uh, verse 17, uh, verse 16, don't be deceived. Let's look at the positive side. Verse 17, uh, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who doesn't change like shifting shadows. God is, is a good God, right? He, he doesn't change. He was good when you had it easy. He's still good now. He only gives good gifts. But did you hear how it goes on? Yeah, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. There's another giving birth. God's word came inside you. When you believed the gospel, God's word came inside you and made you a, a new person. It, it, that's growing in you. Verse 21, eh? humbly accept the implanted word. Implanted, you know, the fertilized egg implanted in the womb, growing. So this passage talks about two kinds of growing. Sin and death, or the life of God, the, the, the child of God that's growing inside you. It's amazing, isn't it? That you know, we were children of God. When you believe in Jesus, you're a child of God. And not just you, you are, in a sense, that your status. You are becoming more and more a child of God, right? The life of God is growing inside you. And a bit like the, like the belly that's growing, you're, you, know, you become more and more like Jesus every day. All being well, right? God is growing inside. The life of God is growing in you. That's what we want, right? That's beautiful. (laughs) But yeah, but then it it matters how you respond, right? Are you going to listen to your evil desires? And it gives birth to sin and it gives birth to death? Or am I going to accept the implanted words and have the life of God growing inside me towards the crown of life? That how we respond to trials isn't neutral. It will produce growth. That's what we said last week, but it, it, it's growth. But what kind of growth depends on how you respond. Depends on how you, what you do. Who do you listen to? And so if that's the stakes, <laughs> you want to respond well, right? You want to respond well. I don't know, there's sin growing inside you. It just sounds terrible. I don't know... Um, I don't know, have you guys seen the movie Alien? I know it's 40 years old. Do you remember the Alien? John Hurt? Chestburster? Now, if you know, I mean, just next time you think of sin, think of that picture. It's horrible. You know, it's something, some alien growing inside you and coming out. But think of a tapeworm. Think of cancer. <laughs> something evil growing inside you that is going to kill you in the end. You don't want that, do you? But that is what you do when you just give in to your evil desires. You just, yeah, I, I know, life is hard, but uh, I'll, I'll just sin. It's okay. No. It has consequences. Now, we want to respond well. How do we do that? How? Well, so James directs us to hear and do God's words. Uh, the alternative to following our sinful desires it's following the word, following God, hearing and doing. I guess, first of all, there, there's a turning away from sin, right? Uh, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. 
Uh, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. <laughs> I don't know, I guess sinful desires, it so often expresses itself in our relationships, right? In our conflicts, I don't know what uh, your marriage is like, what your <laughs> family is like, but so often there's conflict, right? And uh, this is such great advice. Just listen first. Don't speak. L- wait, listen. I don't know if you're in a links group, we're doing a, uh, a course on conflict resolution this term. It's a great course. This is something we'll come back to, right? You, you first listen. Don't, don't just speak and, and don't get angry. I, I, I find that, right? Verse 20, so convicting. Human anger doesn't produce the righteousness God desires. I, I always feel so right. I, I get angry and I, I can think of all these reasons why I'm right. And I, the more I stew on it, the more right I feel. And James says, no, that's, that's your pride and your self-righteousness. <laughs> You're not, that's not the righteousness that God wants. Now, the, turn away from that. Turn away from the moral filth. Turn away from the evil. But what's then the positive? Well, it's not just do good, right? I think that's something we need to remember. Because it says, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Uh, listening to the, to, the, to the word. It says, accept the word, but the next verse talks about don't just listen. So it is about listening to the word. Uh, that same word that came into you, that same word that gave you birth, that, that word is, is growing you. Uh, as you. As you receive the word, that, that gospel message is ins- inside you. It's, it's growing you. Receive the word. Listen to the word. I, f- I think it's important because that's, that's grace, right? It's grace because it's, uh, yeah, get rid of evil. Uh, it's, it's grace. Grace means, um, yeah, d- d- this new life comes from God. Because I, I by myself, I can't just turn away and do good. I, I need this word that gave me birth, this word that, that, that can save me. Uh, it, it's God's power. It's God changing me. I can't do it. Uh, that's why we, we don't turn to um, our own goodness. We turn to the word. But then we do need to do it. Eh? Do the word. Verse 22. Eh? But don't just merely listen to the word. So deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Eh? We, 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 we listen to the word. I hope we do. I guess many of us, we, we're busy, we struggle even to listen to the words, but at least you're all here now, we're listening to the words. But we also need to do it. Don't j- just listen and then, well, think that's enough. I've done my bit. Yeah? He says, do what it says. Otherwise, well, it's like the person, and they, they see their reflection in a mirror. And uh, yeah? after looking at himself, he goes away and forgets. Now... When, when you read that, you think of a modern mirror, and I, I can see the ketchup here and the stuff in my hair. That, that, that's not what it means. Back then, mirrors, they were pretty, they were not very good. Think of seeing your reflection in a car. You know, you, you walk on the street, all these Teslas that have just been washed, and you kind of, you see your reflection. Uh, the thing is, you see that, but, but you don't do much with it, right? You see that, and then you just walk on, and it, it doesn't have any effect on my life. It's just, just a re- poor reflection. Well, that is how you're treating the word. <laughs> you know, I- if you just listen and you don't do anything with it, it it's just like yeah, that reflection. That is not what you want, right? This is the word that gave you birth, the word that, that gave life, the word that can save your soul. <laughs> Why would you just forget about that? You know, hear it and, and do it. Put it into practice. 
Uh, verse 25, no, the one who looks intently in the perf- into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues it. The one who, who does it. Now, I don't know um, if you feel like we're, we're doing the word. It's not always easy, especially, you know, you, you can feel proud about how much we know. That's a temptation for me, right? We, you know, oh, I know a lot and that makes me good. No, I need to do it. Right? We need to do the word, not, not just hear it. I mean, we need to hear it. That, that's important. You know, we, we have an emphasis here on, on teaching the Bible, on knowing the Bible. Uh, it says, do what it says. If we don't know what it says, we can't do it. We need to hear the word. But move on and do it. Uh, keep going. It's, it's hard. Life is hard, yes. But keep going with the word. Now, there's all kinds of things what James will apply that to. We see some in the last two verses. I won't go into them. It talks about your tongue and looking after orphans and widows and not being polluted by the world. Well, they're going to get their own sermon in the coming weeks. This is just his headline. He's a preacher. Here's my introduction, and now here's my three points. So uh, I won't go into those verses. We'll talk about the tongue, chapter 3, the world, chapter 4. But but, but do it. Are, Are we doing the word? And it w- just have a think. When was the last time that yeah, you, you heard the word and you made a change? And that, that actually, I've really changed something in my life. I've repented. I've, I'm now trying to do the right thing. Or maybe uh, two weeks ago, I, I gave this, uh, this suggestion. You know, when you face a trial this coming week, why don't you pray this? Hey, we need to consider it joy. Here's a great prayer to, give, uh, to consider with joy. Eh? My Father, thank you for this. Please use it to make me more like Jesus. Have we done that? Eh? When it was tough this week, I'm sure you've had some things go wrong. Did you pray this prayer? Or did it just wash over your head and you completely forgot what we talked? Eh? Doing the word. I think that that's the challenge, isn't it? James is a practical book. It's about doing but, but let's put it into practice but I, I, I hope you see it matters it, it isn't easy it's easy to love your spouse when they're lovely it's not easy to love them when you have a big disagreement but even when it's tough persevere and your employer when he's very nice it's easy to submit and then when he's harsh and demanding it's more difficult but persevere it's easy to trust God when life is going great It's hard to trust God when there's a lot of uncertainty. Let's keep going. But, yeah, for that we need to remember the word. Again, remember those two kinds of growth. What what do you want to grow inside you? Do we want to have sin and, and, and death growing inside us? Or do we want the crown of life? Do we want to, to become more and more a child of God, more and more like Jesus? That's the, suge- that's the question. Have a, what do we think it happens? I find it so easy to just, yeah, not try to live the Christian life. It feels more free. You're not more free. What happens then? What happens when I feel free? Well, verse 14, you're dragged away by your own evil desires and enticed. I'm dragged away. No, it's, it's, the, it's the word that gives freedom, right? The perfect law that gives freedom. Freedom to be who you're meant to be. Freedom to be a child of God. We just need to look again. What is this word? What is it doing? 
Remember the grace. Remember God's love. Remember how he came into your life. Remember that word working inside you. And then when, yeah, when we face trials, I hope we can act. I hope we can hear the words and, and not just hear it, but do it. And next time, next time you're tempted, next time you feel the anger welling up, next time you want to speak before listening, remember that picture. Remember which growth do you want. How do you want to grow through this trial? Step back and, yeah, let's turn to the Word. Great. Well, why don't we sing a great song about that? Music team will come up. We're going to sing a song, uh, Speak, O Lord. It is about the words that, yeah, take your truth, plant it deep in us, that we would hear the words and we would do it. It's a great song. So let's stand and, and make this, with this prayer, make this passage our own.